time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test no, he's the one, yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is truly an honor to be in this place on today. I certainly do give honor to God. Hallelujah. I give honor to the pastor of this church for allowing me the opportunity. My name is First Lady Vivian Jacobs. I am from the New Zion Temple Church in Hammond, Indiana, where my pastor and my bishop and my husband is Bishop Brandon A. Jacobs Sr. And I thank him for allowing me the opportunity to stand before you on today. And I also thank Sister Asia for the invitation. Thank you so so much. Without any further ado, I am going to get right into the Word of God. I am excited to be here at City Point on this afternoon, hallelujah, to empower the women. Can I have the women that are in the room to make some noise? And I know that this is virtual, so those of you that are at home in your living rooms, could you please make some noise, hallelujah, in expectancy of what God God is going to do in this place. Hallelujah. I am going to have a quick word of prayer and then I'm going to jump right into the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today, oh God, to say thank you. We bless you, oh God. We honor you. I thank you for this opportunity, Father, to stand before your people. I pray that you would give me a word, oh God, that would pierce their hearts, oh God. Hallelujah. I pray that you would open up their hearts that you would open up their mind and their understanding so that they can receive what it is that you are saying through me, oh God. Anoint me a fresh father. Use me how you want to use me, Father, so that you may get the glory even in this. In Jesus' name I do pray. Thank God and amen. Hallelujah. So we are going to go right into the word of God. We are in the book of Esther. If you will take your Bibles out and meet me in Esther chapter number four, verses 14 through 16. Esther chapter four, verses 14 through 16. If you will give me a little bit of your time, I will share what God has given me and be right out of your way. And the Bible reads, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. I want to talk for a moment on today from the subject title, Is It Worth It? Is it worth it? Ask yourself the question, is it worth it? 
Hallelujah. When thinking of purchasing a particular product, we oftentimes ask ourselves the question, is it worth it? Is the value of this particular product worth the cost that's attached to it? Is it worth it? Ladies, we can relate. Think about the last pair of shoes you bought or the last bag that you were pondering whether you wanted to purchase it or not. You had to come in your, in your mind and ask yourself the question, is this item worth the price that's attached to it? Hallelujah. Nobody in their right mind desires to pay more for something than it's worth. When you finally evaluate the cost versus the value of a particular product, you then must make a decision to either take it or leave it. And I don't know about you, but there are many things that I decided to pay the cost for because I thought it was worth it, but there are some things that I decided to leave behind because I did not think it was worth the price that was attached to it. Can I tell you something on today? When trying to make this decision, nobody can make it for you. And when you are really torn between purchasing it or not, it sometimes causes you to think and ask yourself the question, why do I want this anyway? Have you ever been there? You were pondering whether you wanted to buy something, if you wanted to spend that type of money on it, and then you asked yourself the question, do I really even need this? Everything in life comes with a price. It's going to cost you something. And sometimes you have to ask yourself the question, is it worth it? I can remember deciding to take a stance against the injustices that were taking place at a previous job that I was on. Now, the injustices did not directly affect me or impact me, but I saw what it was doing to others, and I was willing to stand up and take a stance against it, even if it meant losing my job because I thought that it was worth it. And even as I said, I understood some of the consequences that could have possibly come with it. It could have come with embarrassment. It could have caused me some shame. There could have been some failure and even the point of me losing my job, but I was willing to pay the price in order to complete my assignment. It was worth it to me. Just as that came with a decision, purchasing a product comes with a decision. Fully walking in and embracing your purpose also comes with a decision. It comes with a decision to say yes over and over and over and over again while also deciding that you are willing to pay the price. Because here are the choices that you have. Either you stay where you are or you decide to pay the price that is attached to your purpose. The decision is ultimately yours. 
And I know we say this all the time. It's all in God's timing. It's all in his hand. And it is. But oftentimes, we use that as an excuse. Let's just be honest, ladies. I'm talking to the ladies on tonight. I'm empowering the women, right? The men, you're here. You're eavesdropping so you can catch what you can. But ladies, listen to what I'm saying. The decision is ultimately yours. It's yours. Nobody can make the decision for you to pursue your purpose. Job had a decision to make. Even as he was going through betrayal and persecution, his decision to trust God in spite of what he was going through, it cost him something. So much so that he said, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. He was willing to pay the price. He was hurting in his body. I'm sure he was exhausted in his mind, but he was willing to pay the price that was necessary. The woman with the issue of blood, she had a decision to make. She was bleeding for 12 long years and she spent all of her money going in and out to see different doctors, but her condition only grew worse. Her decision to go after Jesus, no matter the cost, she had to endure embarrassment. She had to endure shame. The Bible talked about how people walk on her yet she decided that she was going to pay the cost to get the healing that she needed hallelujah she decided to pay the cost Ruth had a decision to make after her husband died and the land was suffering from a famine, she stayed behind. She could have stayed behind to mourn the death of her husband, but she did not. She decided to follow her mother-in-law, Naomi, and to pay the price of leaving behind what was most familiar to her, of leaving behind what was comfortable to her. It's difficult to leave behind your familiar place. It's difficult to leave behind your comfortable place. But in order to pursue purpose, in order to pursue destiny, you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable. She was willing to pay the price. And if I have any mothers in the room on tonight, we have a price to pay. We sacrifice for our children. We sometimes go without for our children. We labor long days and long nights working, making sure that we can provide, cooking for them and cleaning for them. And some of you may have even been at a place where you had to work two jobs to provide for your children. There is a price to pay. And even though we as mothers have a price to pay, we can all say that it was worth it. All I'm trying to show you is that you have a decision to make when it comes to fulfilling your purpose. Are you willing to pay the price? We can say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, all day long, and I receive it, even in the church services, but we have got to make a decision for ourselves to say yes. Yes. 
and to pay the price that's associated with our yes. There is a price that comes along with you saying yes to God. Are you willing to be lied on? Are you willing to be betrayed? Are you willing to be misunderstood? Are you willing to be unappreciated to always take the high road and not the low road? Are you willing to pray more, to fast more, to disconnect from things that mean you no good? Are you willing to pay the price? Is your purpose worth it? To whom much is given, much is required. The price attached to purpose is a worthy one. Either you're going to stay where you are or you're going to decide to go all the way for God and intentionally pursue your purpose. Your next level, your next breakthrough, your deliverance is all predicated on you making a sacrificial decision to pay the price for purpose. Decisions are a necessary part of life. We cannot get around it. We cannot get away from it. Decisions are a part of life. Researchers say we make 35,000 decisions a day. Either you make a decision or you don't. Both are a response and would yield the results that comes along with it. There comes a time in each of our lives where we must make a decision and that decision will either be conducive or unfavorable to your destiny. There is no in-between. Either you decide to go after it with everything that is within you or you don't. But I've come to tell you on this afternoon that even if it costs you your life, you must decide to say yes to your purpose and the cost that comes along with it. Many things are attached to your decision, and it may not always seem like the best decision that you've ever made, right? You make a decision and you decide to go after God. You decide to pursue purpose, and then all of a sudden everything starts going disarray in your life. You still must decide to say yes to purpose. When making the decision to pay the price for purpose, you are ultimately deciding to trust God with everything. Somebody say everything. Everything. You're deciding to trust him with all that you have, all that is within you. I am deciding to trust God with my insecurities. I am deciding to trust God with my weaknesses. I am deciding to trust God with my fears, with my inadequacies. I am deciding to trust God. And can I tell you something? Purpose is costly. Fulfilling purpose takes sacrifice. It takes valuable time. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to cost you something. So my question today, even as the title of my message, is, is it worth it? Is saying yes to your purpose and the price attached to it worth it? Only you can answer that. Let's consider the price of purpose in our text on today. Esther had a decision to make. Here we have Esther in the text. She was an orphan. She didn't have her father or her mother. Instead, she was raised by her uncle Mordecai. 
Esther was cared for and led by her uncle for as long as she could remember. And to make a long story short, Esther was chosen out of many, many beautiful women to become queen to King Xerxes. King Xerxes had gotten rid of his former wife because he was having this feast. Most of you are probably familiar with the story. He was having this feast and his wife was so beautiful. And so he beckoned for her to come and show of her beauty and she refused. She refused to come when her husband beckoned for her. The king knew that he could not allow this example to be set for other women to follow where they're all just disrespecting and disobeying their husbands. And so he decided to make a long story short to get rid of her because of her disobedience. And after an extensive process, Esther was favored and she was chosen by the king. And so she went through a process. It didn't just happen overnight. She went through a process. And so Esther had to sacrifice a lot to even be considered. Imagine the amount of women that she was going up against. And so she had to go through a lot. There was a prize for her to pay. She had to go through a 12-month-long purification process. Six months with myrrh and six months with sweet odors, amongst many other things necessary to purify her and to prepare her for the king. She had to go through a process. Well, there was a man by the name of Haman who worked very closely with the king. He was promised, he was promoted, I'm sorry, and the people bowed to him, all except Mordecai, who refused to bow. This infuriated Haman because Haman was a man of great pride. And so Haman made it up in his mind that he was going to not only destroy Mordecai for not bowing to him, but he was going to destroy the entire race of the Jews. And Haman got permission from the king to do just that. Well, Esther would be included in this number, unbeknownst to the king, because she too was a Jew. And she had kept this a secret for as long as she could because her uncle Mordecai instructed her to do so. Her time had not yet come for her to reveal that. So Mordecai sends word to Esther regarding this decree that Haman had gotten to be passed, asking her to go in unto King Xerxes to ask him to spare their lives. Esther knew that going to the king without being invited, it could cost her her life. She knew that this could be the end of her life if she went to the king without him inviting her. But she understood that her purpose was much bigger than she. She understood that her purpose was much bigger than her fears. She understood that her purpose was bigger than her. Hallelujah. I want to pose a question to you on today. What are you willing to risk your life for? What are you willing to be embarrassed for? What are you willing to be talked about for? What are you willing to suffer for? Esther understood that her purpose was much bigger than she was. And to further prove her understanding of this, she made the statement, if I perish, let me perish. If I'm going to perish doing something, I want to perish doing my purpose. I want to 
be found executing the purpose that God has for my life. There was destiny on her life, and she wanted to be found fulfilling that even if it costed her her life. She understood the magnitude, the depths of her purpose. Your purpose, even as I've said already, is bigger than your feelings. You are not going to always feel like it. Listen, if I can be honest and transparent, I don't always feel like it. But I understand and I have to remind myself that my purpose is bigger than I am. My purpose is bigger than my feelings and my personal desires and my circumstances and my problems. Because we all have problems, but your purpose is bigger than you. And I love Esther because we see here that she didn't use her access or connection for herself necessarily, but she used it for her people. She risked her life for others. Can I tell you something else? Ministry is about people. You cannot say that you are truly working ministry and working in your purpose and you are not helping people. You're not helping anybody. Esther had influence with the king and she used her influence to deliver her people. The price of purpose is risky. Somebody say risky. You must be willing to take risky steps in order to pursue purpose. And what that word means is that the outcome is unpredictable. It is precarious. It is uncertain. It takes faith. I'm going to repeat that. It takes faith. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's trusting a spiritual God in a physical situation. You are taking a step from the known to the unknown. And if we could be honest, that is a scary place to be in. This requires total reliance and dependence upon God. I will never forget the risky step I had to take, leaving one job, working on it for 10 long years. I was comfortable there. I knew it in and out. I was comfortable. And so it was a huge leap of faith for me to leave what was known and to jump into the unknown, for me to leave what was comfortable and jump into a place where I was uncomfortable, going into a new place where I knew nobody and nobody knew me. ran through my mind like, was I going to like it? Was I going to hate it? Was I making a mistake by leaving too soon? Listen, and we all have those questions. Will I measure up? Will I be able to meet the new expectations? How many of you have ever been there asking God, do I have what it takes? These were all thoughts in my mind, but I had to take the risky step in order to pursue purpose, in order to pursue the next that God had for me. Can I tell you something? Your next level, your next promotion, your next breakthrough is on the other side of fear. 
It's on the other side of fear. You've got to overcome that fear because fear will paralyze you. It will keep you in a stagnant place. It will keep you from the places where God is trying to take you. But you've got to make a conscious decision to overcome fear and to have faith. I had to make up in my mind and say that I'm going to do it scared. If I got to do it scared, I'm still going to do it because I will not stay in this stagnant place, but I need to reach further for my purpose. Can you imagine the fear going back and forth when within herself talking about Esther as she's preparing to go before the king, the fear within her mind going back and forth. Is he going to receive me? Is he going to accept this? She's probably thinking, I know what just happened with his previous wife when she didn't come when he beckoned for her. And now I'm going to come for him. And he has not even sent for me. Esther knew that death was a possibility, but yet she still took the step. She was taking a risk, knowing that she could have died. But her call was so great. It was so big that she was willing to die for it. What risky steps is God asking for you to take? I want you to begin to ponder on that. I want you to think about it. What risky steps is God telling you to take in your life to fulfill purpose? What are you willing to lose? What are you willing to let go of in order to fulfill purpose? One of the greatest days of your life is a day you find something that you are willing to die for, something that you are willing to risk it all for, something that you are so passionate about that you are willing to move from the known to the unknown to pursue it. That's purpose. You've got to come to a place where you say, I'm not living this life without fulfilling my destiny, without fulfilling my purpose. I'm almost done. My second point that I want to bring out that's in the text is that you must know the purpose of your position. Ladies, you've got to know the purpose of your position. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I in this position? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I working with the elderly or with the children or with the women? Why am I doing this? The reason Esther risked her life was because she understood the purpose of her being there. It may have taken her uncle Mordecai to remind her. Sometimes we need people in our life that can remind us of our purpose, but it may have taken him to remind her, but she grasped what he was telling her and she went with it. She understood that she was the vessel that God had chosen and that what he would use to deliver her people to deliver his people. In her understanding of this, she also understood that time was of the essence. The decree had gone out and it was now a matter of time before her whole race was wiped out. She did not have time to waste. The older you get, the more you realize how valuable your time really is. 
I have a question for you. Whose time are you wasting because you have not made the decision to pursue purpose? Stop wasting time and stop wasting other people's time. Whose deliverance are you prolonging because you have not said yes to purpose? Whose questions are you leaving unanswered because the answer resides in you and you have yet to step into it? We don't have time to waste. Time is not on our side, contrary to popular belief. The longer you wait to say yes to purpose and the price that comes along with it, the more time you are wasting. And this is not for you that are only concerned about marketing and not actual ministry. Esther's beauty marketed her. It got her in the door. But was she able to complete the ministry once she got in the door? We are living in a day and age where we market and there is no fruit. Social media has opened up platforms for people to perform in areas that they have no education for, they have no anointing for, they have no credentials for, and they have no fruit. They have not been proven. People teaching on relationships and don't have a successful one themselves. Teaching on marriage and you've never been married. Teaching on how to be free and you are just as bound as they come. Where is your fruit? Who are you helping? What is your ministry fulfilling in the lives of others? Whose dreams are you interpreting? We're always looking for someone to help us and to interpret our dreams and to push us but who are you pushing Esther was married to the king but her ministry was unto the Jews beauty was her marketing but she understood her ministry do you understand the ministry that comes along with your purpose and what I love about Esther is that she knew and accepted her assignment some of us are focused on the wrong thing and we forget the purpose of our position. We must not forget the reason we are doing what we've been entrusted to do in the first place. So not only must you know the purpose of your position, but lastly, as I prepare to close, you must know who you have around you and the purpose that they serve. Who's in your circle? The Bible tells us to know those that labor among us. The very people around you can help push you to your purpose. Mordecai helped to push Esther to her purpose. But Esther had to be humble enough to accept the instruction from her uncle. Your level of success and status should never cause you to forget the people that helped you to get there in the first place. Mordecai took her in when she had nothing. He covered her. He protected her. He led her. He helped her to see her purpose when she appeared to be unsure about it. What purpose do the people in your life serve? Have you ever wondered why certain people are in your life? Why are they occupying the space in your life? It's time out for having people there just to occupy space to say that you have people there and you don't know the purpose that they serve. Shame on 
you if you don't know the purpose that the people serve that are taking residence in your life. It's nothing worse than having people around you and you don't know the purpose that they serve. You must take inventory. Take inventory. Take a moment. Take a step back and think. What is the purpose that some of these people that are close to me, what is their purpose in my life? Everyone in your life serves a purpose. Ruth had Naomi, Mary had Martha, and Esther had Mordecai. They all served a purpose. Mordecai helped to push Esther to her destiny. Sis, women, people of God. I've come to serve as your Mordecai on today. I've come to be your pusher. I've come to remind you that your purpose is worth it. To remind you how powerful you are. How powerful you are and the assignment that is on your life. I've come to push you to your destiny. To remind you that your purpose is worth the price that's attached to it. It's worth the tears. It's worth the heartache. It's worth the sleepless nice. It's worth the sacrifice. It is worth it. And as I close, Esther really shows the importance of our dependence upon God. She made a decision to pursue purpose, even if it costed her life. She made the decision that she was going to reach for something greater than herself. It was bigger than her. This took faith and total dependence on God for her to do this. She fasted and prayed and decided that it was worth it. It was worth her risking her life for. And God has called many of you for a time such as this, even as he's called Esther, as he called Esther. But you've got to be willing to take the risky steps to leave the familiar, to go to the unfamiliar, to leave your comfortable place, to go to the uncomfortable place so that you can pursue purpose. We need to stop playing it safe. And as I close, as I was preparing for this uh, message on today, the Lord began to reveal to me that there are three different types of people that are in the building, three different types of people that are listening even live now. Some of you are confused about your purpose. You don't know which way to go. You don't know what you should be doing. You've tried some things and it did not work out. It didn't seem like it was conducive to your purpose. And you've been walking around confused, trying to figure out what is my purpose? The only way that you're going to find out what your purpose is, is by spending time in the presence of God. It's by praying. It's by seeking his face. God is not the author of confusion. And so he does not want you to be confused about what your purpose is. God wants you to have clarity in your mind concerning your purpose. And then the second group of people, you've reached the maximum capacity in the current level of your purpose. And God is trying to stretch you. He's trying to stretch you. Yeah, you're fulfilling your purpose, but you're comfortable. He's trying to take you outside of the box. He's trying to take you to a greater place to pursue your purpose. Because there is more. 
but I canceled the spirit of fear because fear has gripped some of us in a way that we're willing to stay where we are and not get what God has for us. And so that's the second group of people where you've reached your maximum capacity and your purpose, but God is trying to stretch you, but you're afraid to go. But we're going to let fear go today on today. Is that all right? And then the third group or the last group of people, you've lost your focus. You've lost your focus and you're no longer functioning in the place where God has called you. You're no longer functioning in your purpose. You've looked and you've seen what other people are doing and you stopped doing what God told you to do because what they were doing, it looked more attractive. It looked more fun, right? But God is saying, go back. Go back to the first place. Go back to where my hand was upon you. Yeah, you may not have had the support that you wanted, but God's hand was upon you. And if you would have stayed a little bit longer, you would have seen everything manifest the way God intended for it. And so God is refocusing you. Hallelujah. And so those are the three groups of people that are in here. And I just want to pray for you. Is that all right? Can I say a quick prayer? I just want to pray for you because God wants us to pursue our purpose. And I go back to my title. Is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. It's worth it. My purpose is worth it. Oh.